Hello, girls and gays, and welcome to the Abigation Trail. Long time no see. It was literally 2018 when I last uploaded an episode. I'm really sorry about that, but with school starting back and so much personal stuff happening in my life, it was just not a great time for me. But, you know, here I am, and I'm back, and I'm ready to talk about all the faggotry that's happened over the past six months to me. Um, before we get into the topic of this episode, let me introduce my guest for the week, Trey Delida. Hi. <laughs> um, so I typed here, I have my little notes. I typed, ask Trey to say his name, major, and what he's wanting to do with his future so what's your name your major and what do you want to do with your future well my name again is trey um currently i am majoring in public relations and minoring in marketing and with that i can kind of do a lot of things um i would like to do political pr so that would involve um, running a campaign or doing pr for a politician um, but also becoming like a communications director for a company (laughs) Okay, so, T, um, I typed, let's get into the topic, so let's get the fuck into this topic. Um, the topic of this week is, do I sound gay? Um, we'll be covering the whole nine yards, vocal fry, gay lingo, and what it means to, air quotes, sound gay. So, here we are, our first topic is vocal fry. I will go ahead and give the definition of what a vocal fry is, in case anyone doesn't know, in case you're straight or you just haven't heard of that. Um, vocal fry, <laughs> vocal fry is the lowest register of your voice, characterized by its deep, creaky, breathy sound. Um, and I definitely think you can probably hear my vocal fry right now. Um, so our first little subtopic of vocal fries is our vocal fries. Um, basically I like, I had noticed that I have a vocal fry a lot, especially like, I don't know, whenever I like, cause I was in Columbus for months for the past two years doing, um, school at OSU and where I'm back home, I noticed my vocal fry a lot more at home mm-hmm. because everyone in Columbus has a vocal fry. Because they're all gay or they're all, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, everyone everyone talks that lower register and it's kind of creaky and it's kind of, like, like, it's, like, really weird. Oh, and when I, <laughs> and when everyone comes home, it's, like, I mean, whenever I come home, it's, like, no one speaks like that. So I really notice it, especially when I'm at work and things. But I don't know. I mean, I don't feel, I feel singled out here for my vocal fry. But whenever I'm in Columbus, I feel like everyone has one. What, what's your experience with your vocal fry? Well, first of all, I don't have vocal fry, babe. <laughs> oh, your, your vocal fry is you say you don't have vocal fry? Um... Honestly, I <laughs> I never noticed my vocal fry. I feel like it's always other people saying, oh, you just had vocal fry there, and I never realized it. Um, but like you said, when I'm here, I feel like I can speak how I normally would. But when I go home to very rural, conservative Bluefield, West Virginia, I definitely am like more cautious of my vocal fry and like how I use it. Period. Period. Um, why do you think a vocal fry is associated with gay people? Um, what do you think? I think there are a lot of reasons. Like you're about to say, um, all of the icons that we grew up watching had a vocal fry. Yeah. And then, specifically for younger gays, um, drag queens like Alaska kind of popularized that with the whole, like, hi, guys. Yeah. It's like, kind of thing. So, I just feel like all of our icons did it, so we were like, let's jump in like maybe they're onto something yeah i don't know i think i think it's so funny because i feel like years ago like when we were growing up it was like if you were gay like the typical um like gay vision of somebody was to think like oh like ah yes like a super high voice like very frilly and then like it's i feel like as we move forward like it's more yeah like very like it's very like kind of valley girl kind of i felt like and i feel like the valley girl like stereotype has kind of changed with it and i guess that is like a thing and like like you said eris is like paris hilton and nicole richie like they made vocal fries a thing um and i think vocal fries a lot of time because of them are associated with being like dumb or like vapid and that probably is the reason we associate with being gay but it's like why why has that changed so much like 
why has it gone from being like that caricature of a gay person that is like has a super high voice like very feminine to this deep like how are you like like weird this kind of weird thing like i don't know it's like a weird thing to think about that it would go from so high to so low but i guess it's just because everything is changing like you said like with drag race and stuff it is like yeah i feel like also things are just so different like i feel like back in the day back in the day i mean like the early 2000s people that were gay would typically dress in like really poppy colors and like very that like very in your face very sparkles very this and now it's very the opposite like Millennial gays. gays now. <laughs> millennial gays had the fuck up being gay. <laughs> um, now I feel like millennial gays are wearing like darker colors and doing whatever and like being that more chill. Like it's almost like that girl that you can't touch. Like Paris Hilton is very that girl you can't touch. So we're like, mm-hmm. we're that girl you can't touch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely felt that. Maybe I'm wrong. Big T. Well, our next topic is gay lingo. Um, so I typed, words like tea and shade were brought about by queer people of color in the ballroom scene years ago. Do you think that there is an erasure of where these terms come from? How do you feel about that? Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. The most recent example that I can just pull from the top of my head was when straight people thought Cardi B came up with, oh, I know. <laughs> embarrassing. Like, that is so embarrassing. And she was like, no, I got it from the Kardashians. And the Kardashians got it from the ganja. Shanja and the ganja. Shanja got it from years and years of people doing right, that. Right, right. And the Kardashians were like, oh, well, I don't know where I got it from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, we just kind of started doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it really is so weird. I definitely agree that there is, like, an erasure. I think um, TV shows like Pose. Did you watch Pose? Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first episode. No, you'll have to watch it. It comes. It's supposed to be on Netflix, and I heard so you'll have to watch it. It's very good. But like stuff like Paris is Burning and Pose, they really do like focus a lot on like that queer ballroom scene where so much of that came from. Because I mean, like whenever it was, it was a sport for those people. Absolutely. Like it was like the place they could go and feel seen and feel safe and like practice their talents and like be appreciated as a gay person and or as like a trans person, as an LGBT person in general, as a queer person in society, they that was like their arena to express that and be loved for it and become like a legend. Right. So I just think, I don't know. I think that whenever straight people watch sports, like there's a whole language and a whole culture around like basketball and football and like going out to the bar and like there are certain terms about football and basketball, like all these things have certain terms. So I do think that it makes sense that we have our own terms that came yeah. along with like ballroom and like the voguing scene, and like stuff like that. I do think it makes so much sense, but I do think, um, like a lot of things it has over the years, like been gentrified and it's become such Absolutely. a, yeah, it's become such like a, like white twink, like, oh, team is thing. Yes. Sis. Like Scotty. Olivia Miranda Cosgrove. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally <laughs> she serves this. Like literally, it's like sickening. Like, I just think it's so, I don't know. I feel like our, I feel like gay culture a lot gets, um, and we'll talk about this more in a second in the next, um, little section, but I feel like gay culture a lot gets credited to straight people. Oh, and I feel like so much of, like, straight culture and popular culture itself is driven by the support of LGBT people. Like, yes. it's everything is built on the backs of LGBT people, but none of it is recognized or credited to LGBTQ people because right. no one wants to accept who you are, but they love the life you live, I guess. They Absolutely. love everything you do. Like, you're very interesting, and, like, the things you do are so funny because you have this whole culture separate from mine, but I'm not going to accept your culture, but I am going to pick at it and take it and do with it what I want to and not really care about how that makes you feel. Right. The gay market, when I think about that, because, you know, marketing and advertising, and that's all kind of in my realm, 
of like what I'm studying. I think of a few years ago when Pride Month would roll around, every single company would say rainbow this, rainbow that, rainbow this, rainbow that. <laughs> and then the rest of the year it was kind of silent because the gay audience is a huge audience. We're the ones buying things. We're the ones, we're streaming, sis. Like <laughs> We're the ones out here buying and like telling people, you know, what exactly. they should be into, like what they should be If you get the gays into. on your side, like you will, you will right. be fine. Some companies have been kind of changing that narrative and been doing rainbow stuff all around, but there are still mm-hmm. companies that will only, during Pride Month, be like, okay, we'll rainbow. Like, we support the gays for this month. Just yeah. to kind of keep us on that little leash. Yeah, and I do think it is so funny because I am one of those guys, like, I mean, whenever it is Pride Month, and like, I'll go to Columbus Pride, I'll go to Cincinnati Pride, I will walk around and I'll be like, oh, like, they have, like, rainbow goldfish and they yeah. have, like, rainbow coke. Like, that's so cute. And, like, I mean, I do buy into, like, the whole cash grab rainbow thing, but I think that true representation doesn't just come from making a fucking rainbow slip for your plastic bag of chips of your Doritos. I don't think that that is true representation or you're doing anything. It's, it is cashing in on a huge market of people and kind of just using them for that because you know, it's like, it is fun to see yourself represented. And I think that companies know that we aren't represented ever in anything unless it's like a stereotype or it's just like the white muscular man who is so like, there's such a stereotype around being gay and like popular culture and like film and everything. And like, anything at all that whenever we as like feminine game and we aren't represented a lot and especially like people of color that are gay like LGBT Absolutely. people of color that they never see themselves in anything so it is nice to walk down the street and see a rainbow bag of goldfish it is nice to walk down the street and see that Bud Light has a pride um pride flag on their like newest pride month yeah. sp- like thing so like their new ad mm-hmm. so it's like I don't know I think they know that they're very smart obviously big like big companies are very smart and they know that we as people don't really see ourselves so we will jump at any opportunity to see that little bit of ourselves that's such a big deal for us not a big deal to anybody else but it's a very big deal to us and they see that opportunity to jump at it and they take it in a second i mean it is smart it is a very smart money move absolutely but capitalism is always on it babe exactly and it's like how can we how can we stop it like how can we fight back against it and not give into it but also I don't know, like, there's that conversation, it's like, gay people, like, you see, I see straight people too all the time, like, gay people are so angry, like, y'all just want everyone to be gay, like, you just want everyone to, like, think your way, and it's like, well, how can we be happy with what we're getting, but still think, like, this isn't okay, like, we still want a little bit more, like, how can we find the happy, like, medium? Like, what do you think? Because, like, you are going into marketing, things like that. Um, I think what people did, what they started to do was the start of how we combat that, and that's calling these companies out. I mean, the most that we can do as consumers is call out these people that are producing our goods. We can say, we see what you're doing, and we aren't going to support you unless you change it. Mm -hmm. Because capitalism doesn't work without people buying. So if we're saying, we're not going to buy from you if you continue to do X, Y, and Z that we don't agree with, then they have no choice, Mm -hmm. honestly. But it would take, will take, a lot of people banding together to say we see your flaws and we're going to call that out on you. Absolutely. Yeah, period. I think that we should start a, um, a little side podcast, a little, like, fucking economic. Would y'all be interested in that? We'll start a side podcast talking about marketing. Capitalism. Capitalism. Us becoming communists right now. (laughs) <laughs> literally communist the, the comments the abrogation trial and that's just it's literally like the communism fucking symbol <laughs> okay uh, okay um do you think that straight people taking our lingo speaks to the erasure of lgbtq people in pop culture again <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Let me reiterate. yes 
I think <clears throat> when we see straight people like Cardi B and the Kardashians and whoever else saying all of our quotes, it's like, oh, that's nice. Like you're saying things that we've been saying for years, but then not giving us the credit, like not saying, well, this is where I got it from saying, yeah, I just thought of this from my head. It's like, exactly. no, you didn't, babe. Exactly. And that <laughs> kind of translates into our peers, our straight peers thinking that, you know, occur is just like ha- happening right now, yeah. you know, there's not like a history behind it. Exactly. And to straight people like saying, you know, there's a history behind things like occur, tea and shade. They look at you and be like, that's silly. Like, it's just silly, frivolous things exactly. that I say. Like five years ago, like they never would have said Absolutely that. not. But it's because they don't understand that it did come from a place of oppression. Mm-hmm. Like it did come a, a, from a place that was oppressed and was seeking to express. We had to carve out our own. We put that <laughs> on a t-shirt. We, we did have to carve out our own like little like niche. Like is it niche or niche? Potato, potato. Period. No. We did have to carve out. Okay. I'm not even going to use niche or niche where the fuck it is. I, I'm going to use a different word. Uh, oh my God. Literally my two brain cells like working oh, fucking overtime right now. Um, okay. So like we did have to carve out our little like own little section of like pop culture. And I do definitely feel that. And I feel like, I don't know. It's so hard to be like an, a queer person and be open to people taking your culture and taking things that you have done for years because like like you said like it does it is from a place of oppression so it's like we've had to not not us personally cuz like for us we're very lucky to even be Absolutely. able to like walk around and be the people that we are but like years ago like even 20 years ago they never when they would say these things, they'd be chastised for it. And they would never see themselves... They would never see a mainstream... They would never see fucking little Kim getting on TV and saying, oh, like, they would never see that. They would... And, like, they would never feel what it feels like for us to see so much of ourselves being represented, but at the same time know that it comes from a place of such hurt and, like, loneliness. Like, I don't know. I just think it's so... I don't know. I think that it really does talk... Like, not talk, speak to the idea of, like, gay people being fetishized as, like, friends and people in the background. I think that it's a lot of, like, cultural backdrop, like, cultural... I don't even know, like... It is a lot of cultural backdrop in the background for straight people because it makes them feel not so... What am I trying to say? It makes them feel not so normal and, like, not so, Mm -hmm. like, in that box of, like, I'm just a straight white person. Like, mm, It gives them a little... Culture. Like a little zest. Yeah, it's like a little spice. Like, yeah. it's definitely, oh my God. They threw a little paprika. Absolutely. <laughs> a little salt and pepper. No, it's not paprika. It's a little salt and pepper because it doesn't do much when you say tea, babe. Like, you can say tea in Shane Sydney, but it's like a little salt and pepper. Like, you're not fucking now cooking with can. gas. Like, bitches say tea once and they think they're cooking with gas. Like, it's literally nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I think that. They say I say tea once and I'm like, damn, y'all heard that. Y'all heard that? Y'all I'm, heard a, I'm having up at the time. It's like, literally, I think. Kali It's just too emotional. <laughs> no, I literally, I do. Yeah. Like, what I'm trying to say is, I do think, and what, like, what you said, like, just read it, like, I do think it speaks so much to, like, our oppression and how people can, like, I don't know, not fetishize. I don't want to say that, but kind of. That I feel like straight people get to market off of our oppression and like the hard times that we've had to go through, and we I will get on fucking Facebook and scroll down and see, oh my god, this tea is scalding. Says by like Paper Magazine, like by by like these big pages on Facebook that never would have said that, and it's like these gay interns really must be fucking popping because they are they I'm like who the fuck are these gay interns yeah. talking to because they've done so much like literally you can scroll down your Facebook five years ago Facebook was like old people that I don't know like it still weird. is oh, oh, oh that's absolutely the thing. That's you know like, I'm still scrolling through my timeline though <laughs> you know I'm still using it I'm a user that's the thing is like Facebook still is that older demographic but the these terms and these these slang words have 
become so popularized by straight people, specifically like straight artists in pop culture that now even like straight old white people are like tea. Tea sis. They're like, Mom, I got suspended. She's like, no tea. She's no no tea, no shade for real. <laughs> You're sitting <laughs> really sick. Yeah, but enough about that. I mean I guess the main point that we were trying to make with that is um Straight people do fetishize gay people. Not gay people, they fetishize their culture, but they don't want gay bodies. Especially QPOC bodies. I think that's what we're trying to um, say. And with shows like Pose and Paris is Burning, which was like so groundbreaking for a time, like absolutely. I will never be over. It was absolutely groundbreaking. I just think that it. we do have a long, long way to go, but it's like we. it goes back to what we were saying. Like, how can we be happy with what we've got? Because we are getting, like, I do feel like we are getting so much in the past few years. Like, we are making, like, leaps and bounds in, like, representation. But at the same time, it's like, is it positive? Is it always positive? Like, I feel like we don't, we obviously don't get to pick and choose. So it's like, whatever we see, we're like, oh my God, there's a gay person. I'm going to see it. I'm going to buy it. But it's like, but then again, it's like, where do we draw the line? Because at some point we have to say like, yes, we are being exposed more, but at what price? Like we can't just be like, okay, well, I guess we have to deal with this still because that's not right. Yeah, And I think that's now the battle that we're up against is you see us, but do you hear us and do you appreciate us for it? I like that. You have all these like really good ones. Like the way you're so eloquent with your words. Like I feel like <laughs> I fully have two fucking brain cells like trying to like remember words and how to pronounce like niche or niche and you're literally, like busting out fucking like RL not R- <laughs> not RL Stein. I said RL Stein. Not RL Stein. You're busting out Kelly like Jesus. Walt Whitman. Like yeah, it was just too <laughs> emotional. I had to stop recording. Okay. Anyway, our next segment is what it means to sound gay so yeah this is the meat of the episode um what it means to sound gay um the first little question that i have is what do you think it means to sound gay i think what it means to sound gay is to sometimes be half is to sometimes be forced to be the loudest voice in the room and other times be forced to be silent so sometimes people want you to be that you know classic gay man that's gonna stand up and like really just say what's on her mind yes and then other times there are people in the room that would want you to put no input in they would want you to sit in the corner they don't want to hear you they don't want to see you they don't want to know that you're there absolutely and it's like neither of those are really healthy environments honestly but i feel like we're just trapped somewhere in between right now exactly i do feel in like some environments for sure yeah absolutely i definitely agree i feel like there is like and i do think that is really harmful for um lgbt people anyway it's because mm-hmm. If you've ever been, like, I was at a house party recently, and, like, you go, like, you're in this environment, and, like, obviously, I have my, my girls, like, my hags with me, and I have them, and, like, we're talking, and, like, we're, like, huh, T says, like, talking about boys, like, doing, like, the whole nine yards, and I feel comfortable doing that with them, but to a certain extent, I feel like as a, as a feminine gay man, I do feel that you are always kind of playing a character, mm-hmm. but then if you look over in that same fucking room, there, there are three four five boys that are very straight very like we go hunting like i got my fucking dip in like mm-hmm. guns like fuck like bare arms like it's like yeah. polar opposite of me and polar opposite of my friends but it's like where do where can i find that healthy balance of like i'm still myself okay i'm being myself but i'm also being the gay best friend that is so fun and cool in the loudest voice room like you said but i can also be that person that doesn't draw too much attention to myself because i'm scared of what these men might do mm-hmm. if they don't like 
what I'm saying or how I'm acting. Yeah. If my wrist gets too <clears throat> limp, what are they going to do? Exactly. But I still have to be the limperest best friend because my friends are expecting that of me. They don't expect it, but like they subconsciously do. And you subconsciously expect it yourself. Yeah. It's like, where can you find that middle ground to be yourself in all the chaos of men looking at you differently because you're feminine or girls looking at you because you're not feminine enough. It's like, where can you find the middle ground to just be like me? And that's enough for the room. Yeah. Like, I think it's so I hard. wish I had the answer to that, but I, I don't. I'm mm-hmm. still, I guess, trying to navigate that. I specifically felt it with my staff, not this semester so much because I actually, like, had to speak up and say something about it. But I went through a whole semester where I felt like if I didn't go to, like, a, a team meeting and I wasn't like, yes, like, on point, always having something witty to say, always having something smart to say, that there was kind of a disappointment. It mm-hmm. wasn't vocalized, but it was just like, absolutely. Uh, like we we were really looking forward to you being our free entertainment today. And yeah. that's exhausting. Absolutely. It's exhausting to always feel like you have to put that character on because people are expecting it. Yeah, I guess um, you're right, yeah. And that's the thing. People are always expecting it, and we kind of feel that. But you're right. Where is the balance between, like, I'm a human being and I have highs and lows, and sometimes I want to just go in a room and like kind of keep it low key like I want to go to a staff meeting and keep it low key but everyone expects me to go in there busting a, a Nicki Minaj verse like <laughs> Nicki Minaj but like I don't know what to do you know yeah I definitely do agree with that um I don't know I think that you're right when it comes to saying like oh it is a character because it's like you don't feel always yourself like I'll walk into work and I don't feel like I want to be that person today but I know that there is an expectation on my shoulders to be, like you said, that free entertainment and be that person that is like, yes, ma'am, like popping. And I, but I do think it like, I don't want to say it's a positive thing, but I do think that it is maybe the reason we enjoy, maybe the reason that we do play that character so much is because we get, I don't know, we get recognition for it. I don't know. Like I know if I walk into a group, people and say, like, yes, ma'am. Like, no, ma'am. They're going to like laugh. Or like, if I literally fart, like they'll fucking laugh. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like if I laugh, like if I say anything, it's like, oh, he's so funny. But it's because for me and you, we have to fucking do a million things. We feel like we have to actually crack jokes and like think of things. But whenever we're around like our girls, like, I mean, not, not like paying our girls any bad light because our best friends, like, like when you're around a random group of girls, like in a class, if you guys get in a group, you can walk up and be like, hey like oh no ma'am or something like that and they'll be like oh. <laughs> like, and they will yeah. die and I do think that does play into like what you're saying so much about like you do play a character and it all comes back to like where can we fit ourselves into that character but also not being too much for the other side there's yeah. a slight there's two extremes and we need to find the middle of it and that middle is us and I think the only time I don't think gay people I don't queer people in general don't get that luxury ever of being yeah. just yourself I think it's more about everyone else being able to see the middle ground as opposed to us having to find it because sometimes I do want to be that flamboyant person because I am flamboyant. It's fun. I want to go in a room and I do like making people laugh and I do like, you know, saying these things that, you know, I like being that person, Mm -hmm. but there are also days that I am honestly just tired and I don't want to be that person. And I just want to come in and like talk to you as more of a person like stripping away that shell yeah, that you just want to have like a laid back that's also what it is too that flamboyancy is kind of like a shield yeah because that way if somebody you know says something smart to us we always have something to yeah, yeah. back yeah. we're always on our toes yeah i know that i've been in a room and i've been like okay if somebody says something to me blah, i know what i'm gonna say like i know what i'm gonna say and i hate that feeling like you can't just go sit in a room because i know exactly what I'm talking about. you will go in a room and you'll sit down and you're like these guys might say something and it's like what is it like 
we were talking about this earlier, like, what is it like for a straight man to walk into a room and think none of these people are going to look at me or say anything weird to me mm-hmm. because of who I am? I would give anything to be able to walk into a business or, like, walk in anywhere and be like, this person might say something about my outfit because it's too flame point. Absolutely. This person might make fun of my voice or look at me weird because mm-hmm. of how I speak or who I'm with. Like, I wonder what it's like to be able to walk in a place and not feel like kind of alienated from the beginning like before you even enter the door like you kind of you're already like you said like you already have it in your head like what I'm going to say how I'm going to defend myself like it would be so nice just to feel that you fit in and no one is looking at you sideways Mm -hmm. but like you said as that person you're used to being that character so the bad side of that character has to come out and like the good side is like oh I'm so funny this this, and that there's also that character that has to be sassy and be like on their toes and be ready to snap back at somebody I feel that is such a big part of it too it's like the queer person in your life is sassy like they're fun they're cool but they also have to be like ready to fucking bite your head off if you say something wrong like you have to be all these things and it's like you're right like it is a shield there were there are just days where i want to sit down and talk to you as a person more than i want to talk to you as my sexual like identity like i want to talk to you yeah. as a person before we talk about like thesis or, like talk about drag race i talk about like i just want i just want to talk to you and i want to mm-hmm. feel like normalized and there are people in our lives that do make us feel that way obviously because everyone finds their people and like you have so many people that make you feel that way and I have I have a lot of people that feel that way too but it's like in general I guess this whole, the whole point of this episode is not the people around us but it's more the general public and people that we in, we interact with every day I do feel that it takes a lot more effort on our part to even leave the house or oh, interact yeah. with people that we don't know I will especially when i'm home yeah when i'm at school you know being on a college campus things are a little more liberal but still i mean i still face this here i will take that extra look in the mirror and say okay where am i going who's gonna be there is this too much yeah i think we're always looking to not cross that line with both like how we dress and definitely how we speak i mean there have been times that like i'm, I'm going into the bank and i'm like okay how am i gonna walk in how am i gonna talk to the bank teller and yeah. like how am i gonna be conscious of my wrists so they yeah. don't <laughs> you know, like, we always have to be conscious of, is this too much? But also, is this enough? Because there is that kind of expectation to be... Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah, so... I snapped. I feel that. I absolutely felt that. I feel that. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying absolutely a lot. Absolutely. I know. I, know I, I don't know. Like, we were talking about this earlier. Like, the only... I don't know if it's just us or if no, it's like... It's, it's not. Okay, because, like, all of the gays at OSU would say it, too. Like, literally... Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Like, is that... That's the only absolutely. affirmation that gays have. <laughs> it's the only affirmation that gays have, like, anything. Like, I will be at work and someone will say something. I fully wasn't listening. I'll go, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And, like, I don't mean to be a bitch. That sounds bad, but it's like... That is, like, the only affirmation that gay people know. I don't know why. It's just so easy. And, like, it does, and I don't mean to, like, bring it down or anything, but, like, it does play into that character. Like, it is something, like, not everyone's like, oh, absolutely. But, like, when you say it's, like, oh, he's so funny and sassy, but it's, like, at the same time, it's, like, you don't, it just fires off. It's one of those things that's, like, oh, it's just ingrained in our head. Like, whenever, like, we just say, like, tea. Mm -hmm." Like, whenever you say, like, anything happens, like, "Mm, tea, babe. Like, "Mm," like, it's just funny. Okay, so have you personally experienced situations that you've... We just talked about this. Have you personally experienced situations where you felt that your feminine energy and voice would be detrimental to your safety and or personal um, and professional life? Yeah. Um, I mean, more places than just being home. That's where I feel it personally most is just, you know, I can't dress a certain way. I can't speak a certain way. But I still feel it at school, and it's supposed to be like a liberal, younger demographic. But, I mean, if I'm at a party or if I'm like... 
around a group of guys or if like my girlfriends are taking me around a group of their guy friends or like guys they're talking to, I am super duper conscious of kind of not saying anything. And that's just not like me. Yeah. I like to go in a room and I like to speak to everybody and I love to socialize. Exactly. But I have been put in plenty of situations where like my girlfriends will be introducing me to a lot of their guys and I'm just like, hey, what's like, I notice my voice goes yeah. down an octave. I go, hey, what's up? Like I'm Trey. I mean, obviously I'm not trying to like be straight passing, but like, exactly. I'm just trying to be straight passing enough. Like, conscious, like, to not be called out. Like, is that what you're talking about? Like, you don't want to get called out or, like, yeah. anybody say anything to you because you just want to walk in the room and have a good time. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, you do have to read the room and read who you're, who you're talking to. Yeah. And it's an automatic, like, kind of, like, fight-or-flight thing. Like, uh, automatically, your voice lowers. And, like, you get nervous about it because you mm-hmm. do notice. Like, people notice you. You notice people. Like, it's something you do have to think about. And I, I, do, I do agree with that. Like, I mean, I... in Columbus, even Columbus, like, Columbus is a very big city. Like, there's millions of different people like millions like so many cultures it's just it really is a melting pot of cultures and i hate saying that i hate that expression but it's like it is a melting pot of cultures and a salad oh I'm, <laughs> absolutely and when i would oh absolutely and then we would walk <laughs> you walk i would walk out my door and i'm not kidding it would be nine o'clock at night i'd walk out the door of my dorm i'd be walking to get dinner after work i would get screamed at called a faggot people hollering at me and then back at home it was even worse it's scary in the big city because it's no one that i know but back home there's been like maybe 10 15 times i can think of in my whole life that i've pumped gas and haven't had somebody from my high school or somebody from my town drive past and call me a faggot or scream at me or like literally say something like people think that we overreact and think that we are doing too much and just want too much but unless you have like experienced that moment of someone looking at you for something that you cannot change and something that you have it's something that you love about yourself because I love being gay and I know you love being gay too like it's a very it is a big part of it's not the only thing about us but it's a big part of ourselves like mm-hmm. and people want us to downplay that to make them more comfortable but it's a big part of us and for someone to look at you and literally threaten your life and you to feel like I could die right now mm-hmm. or I'm not safe I could get beat up anything can happen literally you don't know how that feels until it happens to you and you know, stream lady gaga until it happens to you. Like you don't, so happens you don't know how it feels. Like dead ass. Like you literally don't know how it feels. Like you just have to have something like that happen to you to really wake you up and make you overthink all of your interactions and make you overthink how much your wrist is limp or how much, mm-hmm. how many gay th- like are my jeans rolled too high? Like is this outfit too gay? Like it, you really do have to take all these things into consideration, and you would never get it unless. It has happened to you where somebody looks at you. And I think women can get it. I'm People like people of color get it. Like When someone looks at you as less than for yourself, you automatically go in the rest of your life. You go into that mode of like, am I safe in this situation? Mm-hmm. Am I okay to be who I am? Do I need to plan better next time? And it's it's super shitty that we have to do that anyway. But I mean, I guess it is the real. It is life isn't fair. Naomi saw life isn't fucking fair. So I guess life's it is. Not life's fair. not fair. I mean, she had tea. Oh, she absolutely did. And Manila deserved to go home that week. I mean, she she okay. <laughs> Sorry to go off on a tangent, but okay, Manila did not deserve to go home. But there's no rules and all stars. And if she I was gagged. Naomi, exactly. If I was Naomi, I would send the bitch home too. Like I don't want to compete against you because I think the you're gag gonna win. The season? Absolutely, and Naomi's a legend for it. And people sending her death threats. I don't, I don't get Garuza. it. I don't get it, Ben. We don't know that. I don't get it. But do, we do know it was absolutely gang. Absolutely, Great. it's iconic. It is. Um, <laughs> but wow, what a moment! What a moment, please. <laughs> Most pleasing to me in my career. R.I.P. Whitney. Um, 
<laughs> R.I.P. Like, but we really do love you, Winnie. Okay, and the next one. Do you think society? Okay, this is the last part. Do you think society values us less as people for being feminine men and having less than masculine voices? <laughs> this one's packed. Yeah, that that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I feel like the running theme throughout this episode is that society which includes your friends and includes your family and includes everybody around you oftentimes doesn't they sometimes appreciate us for that character that we have for that flamboyant character that we can present to them but they don't often want to read further than that they like it at surface value because it's funny, it's stimulating, it's entertaining for them, but I don't think that they're really checking for us as people. Um, I don't know about your experience, but oftentimes since I am like, I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but toot, toot, <laughs> um, I'm oftentimes like the funny one. I'm the one that's, you know, and I still go through stuff, but people don't really feel the need to check for that because I'm supposed to be the one that comes in the room and like makes everyone laugh. Mm -hmm. And I would say like a part of that is just me being funny, but I think most of that stems from me being gay and me being feminine Mm -hmm. because people expect me to have that high energy when I walk in a room. They expect me to like boop, it's a boop, boop, boop. I always have something to say, be uplifting people and being like, yes, you look stunning. It's like that whole stamp of approval from a gay man. It's like, it's, t- it's exhausting, and I feel like society is kind of lost in that. I feel like they just want to buy into what we can give them, and then aside from that, they really don't care about us as human beings. I mean, it's kind of evident in some things that happen, you know? Yeah, I absolutely do agree. I think that you said everything that I wanted to say about that, but let me ask you, you brought up a good point. You said that you're used to being the one that is, like, funny when you enter the room, like, the uplifting one. When you said funny, I mean, obviously you're a very funny person. I think I'm a funny person as well. I mean, fuck, I know we're funny. But it's, like, and I don't care to toot my own horn because we are funny people. Like, you know, some people might not agree, but, you know, the GP agrees. I think that the general public would back us and say, you know, the popular opinion, we are funny. Okay, let's do Twitter pop. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, you said you're used to being the funny one. That brought up a like, thought in my mind. Do you think that we are funny because we look like men, but we're feminine and people aren't used to that? Mm. It's not that we're actually funny. It's like people see us as like kind of, not as a sideshow. I don't want to be like, oh, fucking dramatic. Like people see us as freaks. Like I don't want to yeah. be like that. But it's like, do you think that whenever we open our mouth and like something from feminine comes out, it looks and sounds funny because, because I know I don't. It's supposed to be normal. Exactly. Like you don't look like a feminine man. Like I don't look, I feel like we look like, any other man on the street but whenever we open our mouth and say things or like our voice is higher than other men or like the way our manner like our vocal fry like our just our mannerisms like everything that goes into our personality is it like a joke kind of like do you think that's why it's so entertaining and funny or do you think that it's like we're genuinely funny why not we're genuinely funny i think with the way you worded it i would have to agree solely because there's evidence yeah um there are people last year as a freshman i really experienced it because kind of a culture shock coming to college um there are people that will laugh at you and they'll be like oh my god i love you like we need to hang out all the time blah 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 but in reality you said they aren't calling us freaks they kind of are 
I mean, a specific example, I was, I can't get that information because she is. Um, I was just, you know, talking with these girls and they're laughing, they're dying, whatever. And then, you know, you're in college, so like sex talk comes up. And of course, anal got brought up and I was like, oh yeah, blah, 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 something. Because, you know, we know all about that. And she said, you do anal? Girl, what the fuck else I'm going to (laughs) do? That's the girl where else I'm going to put it. Me ear hole. And it's just like, that is the affirmation that we still are seen by some people as those like sideshow freaks. It's like, like ew. Like, ugh. Like, it's so taboo, but it's like, girl, you were just kikiing and laughing with me, but you don't know anything about me. Like, you don't know what it takes to be me. Exactly. You don't know how I am sexual and... I don't know. So I think I would have to agree with you there. Like, it is kind of that, like, man, but we're feminine. It's a feminine energy in It's just, like, funny body. to see you be feminine. Right. Not so much that you're funny. It's just funny to see it coming from you because yeah. I wouldn't expect that. And then to think about it any further, to think about the clearance that that has, the national vacation <laughs> that that has, like, to think about everything else that goes into it they clearly haven't put any thought into it. Absolutely. They don't know and don't understand and don't want to understand. Exactly. So I just think it's funny, like, that story you're talking about, like, it, you said you don't want to, like, get to know me or, like, about my experience. They want... Brittany wants you to fucking tell her all about She's anal hot. so her and Chad can try anal because Chad is itching at the fucking... His britches to try anal, like, try anal, but it's like, you don't want to hear about me doing it. Right. Because it's weird to you to hear about... Disgusting. To think about me and a man doing it because that's just the norm for us. But you and your boyfriend, you want to you wanna be exotic. You want right. to try something crazy. You want to get freaky, kinky in the bedroom. Golly, that's every other Thursday night for me. Like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Like, be, like gays stay getting pipes. Like, it's anal. It's like... <laughs> anal is like, obviously, like, that's how we have sex. And it's like, for them, it's something kinky. And I do think it plays a lot into that fact, like... You, we are freaks and we are kind of sideshows. And I mean, that is like, I get, there's nothing else to talk about. That was our last topic. So, I mean, it's kind of sad to leave it on that note that um, gay people are freaks and gay people are, are sideshows and straight people fucking hate them. That's obviously not what we're saying. It's just like looking into like the deeper meanings of the interactions that you have every day to day whenever it comes to your voice and your mannerisms and all that stuff. There is a lot of underlying, like, baggage that you have to unpack. And when you unpack it, it is grim and it is sad. But I think it's important that we do have those conversations and talk about it. Like, it's not something... It's something that we deal with, but it's not something that we should be unaware of. Mm -hmm. I think all gay people know it, but they don't express it because it's like, that's just the norm for us. But when it comes down to it, that shouldn't be how it is. And it's not going to change unless we say anything. I honestly, I don't think it will ever. I I mean, maybe a hundred years from now, maybe it'll be like completely a different time, but I still feel for the next 20, 30 years that we will be, and I don't want, I hate saying it, but like we will be the freaks and we will be like sideshows and we will be like funny to look at and funny to interact with. Not because the fact that we're funny, even though we are funny, I don't want anyone to forget that. I don't want to get that twisted because we are very funny. But, um, (laughs) I just, (laughs) I just, I, I think for the next few decades, we will be a joke still. Mm-hmm. Not that gay people or queer people in general are just jokes, but it's like straight people, deep down, they do see us as that. And it takes a lot of unpacking from them and a lot of want to learn, a lot of yearning to get where we're coming from. And you don't see a lot of that. Obviously, like Sophie, like you have, like she loves you and she tries so hard to be an ally and be open to learning about anything. And all my friends like to tell that they are open, their ears are open because they love us and they want to know. They don't see us as slideshows. But the general public, when we walk around, 
I do think that we are still sideshow. And that's sad. I don't want to leave it on that note. But, you know, yeah, I think it's a lot to we can't do it alone. And Mm -hmm. it's not it can't just be feminine gay men too. like being gay doesn't mean being feminine. It doesn't equate to being flamboyant because some people identify as gay and they aren't. Some people are, you know, on the queer spectrum and they don't feel like they should they want to express themselves that way. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But we have to all kind of come together and say, even straight people, even allies, have to come together and say, oh my god, gay is okay. Britney Spears said it <laughs> Gay rights, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence screaming gay rights. I mean, and it's as simple things as, like you mentioned Sophie, my best friend. Um, she's talking to this guy now who will remain nameless because he didn't deserve that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she said, like, one of her tics when she was talking to him, like, that he had to check off was do you support the gay community? Mm. And she said, if he said no, if he said eh, if he said anything. That's it. Period. Peace. Like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Period. She was out. But we need people like that. We need people behind us saying that we're not going to co-sign you being homophobic and then keep our gay friends around exactly. for entertainment. Like, if your boyfriend, he's homophobic, you're condoning that behavior. You're homophobic if your boyfriend's homophobic and you don't period. do anything about period, it. Period, 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 period. If your boyfriend is homophobic and you don't do shit about it, you are homophobic. You're homophobic. Period. It doesn't matter Absolutely. how sickening you think I am. It doesn't matter how many times we go out and you take a sip of my fucking vodka cranberry. You are homophobic <laughs> because your boyfriend called me a faggot yesterday when I was walking down the sidewalk. And you, but you want to hang out and go out tonight to the gay club. But you want to kiki you're... with me because you want to go out and dance with. Period. Me. You're too scared to go to the gay club alone, so you need me on your hip mm. to get in. Mm. But your boyfriend hates my fucking guts and threatened mm. to beat my he ass. Doesn't yesterday. see me as a human. Exactly, and it's, it, it is a whole other episode that we could get into talking about yeah. what it means to blindly support homophobic people like and what that means for you being a homophobe in yourself but um maybe one day we'll talk about that but as for right now i mean that's all we had to talk about we do have a segment where i want to talk about our favorite things not of the week not of the month just like in general um i'll go ahead with mine i mean mine right now is definitely game of thrones um i might sound like 10 years too late because I definitely am. Whenever it came on, I watched the first two seasons and I was obsessed, like obsessed, like bought the second season on DVD because I was on vacation that week and I like couldn't find, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't find anywhere to watch it. So I bought the whole fucking season two on DVD, watched it in like a day, like binged it. And then season three came on and um, I kind of fell off because it was like an actual TV. And like, I think where that was like getting into like the streaming age, it was like, <laughs> we were so used to like, we can binge watch this and it'll be done. And like, we wait a whole year for next season. I hated doing, um, I hate, I still hate it. I hate waiting a week for new episodes of things. Mm-hmm. Some people love that, but I hate that. And so whenever Game of Thrones started doing that, I was like, fuck it. Like I'm not, I, I'm not waiting. And I fell off for years and the final season's coming on in April. I'm pretty sure. So I'm trying to catch up. I'm on see, I'm in the middle of season three right now. Um, I finished the first two seasons, like 20 hour long episodes and like, a week or, or like a week, a week and a half. I mean, yeah, I've been watching. I have been streaming. You've been streaming. I've been binging, babe. Like, I definitely have been like, <laughs> I've been at the computer. Absolutely, I absolutely am every single night. I have been. I mean, yeah, like I go home and like I watch Game of Thrones. Like, and I'm. I remember and why. About I, it. And nothing, and nothing about it. (laughs) Put that shirt right back on. But literally, I don't, I don't know. I love it. Like, I'm getting, I'm remembering now why I love it, why I loved it so much. It's very, like, strong women. Like, the first season is, like, very fetishizing, like, women. And, like, there's titties in every scene. I mean, I guess that makes sense to, like, pull people in to watch it because men are like, fuck, tit. Like, it's so, like, I guess that did make sense. But as it gets further and further on, the women in that fucking TV show, let me tell you something, the women in Game of Thrones 
period. I will not preach anymore about Game of Thrones, but um, if you are not watching it and you have any way to watch it, fucking message me. I'll give you my Hulu password, period. Like, I, I need someone to talk about it with because I don't want to talk to the straight man about it. I need one to, you know, Jonathan Van Ness, like gay, like, gay of Thrones. Like, that's the only... Have you seen Gay of Thrones? Oh my god, no. He literally, it's like this series um, where he recaps the episode, but he changes I all their names that. and stuff, and he does a person's hair. It's so fucking funny. And that's Is it like, on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. You literally have to watch it. Like, it's so oh, good. Wait, no, you can watch it without watching Game of Thrones. That's why I did the first, like, I know everything that happens in Game of Thrones because I've watched Game of Thrones, like, twice. Because it's so funny, and I, like, obviously, like, stand Jonathan Van Ness, so. But, um, yeah, I will not preach anymore about it, but message me if you need that fucking Hulu password because I'm trying to talk to somebody about Game of Thrones and nobody wants to talk about it. I need a gay, I need a gay or a girl to watch Game of Thrones me so I can talk about it for the new seasons come on and with that I'll let Trey tell you his favorite thing um <laughs> so oh my gosh underprepared um <laughs> I guess my favorite thing of this week is probably the bodega on fourth Ave oh period because that vanilla ice latte was really like <laughs> different like you don't even need to put a sound effect there because that's <laughs> for you that's a hit period um so yeah so check it out if you're in the area and I think I've and like obligated to say the thank you next album, period. Yeah, as gays, we do have to say, um, what's your top three? Is this like a hot seat question? Because I, I know my top three, babe. Like, I know, period, my okay, top go three. Ahead. My top three, go ahead. okay. Let me get into it. So, Needy, obviously, every yeah. every gay says, oh, I wrote this song. But, like, I wrote that song. Like, Ari literally contacted me, and she's like, what's the saddest thing I've ever been through? And I told her, and she's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, that really is so sad. She literally wrote that around me. So, like, Needy is, um, I don't know particular order at all. I love all three the same. Needy is in my top three. NASA is in my top three. I fucking um, love NASA. I think it's such a different sound for her, and I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I would love to I hear more stuff. Like, I don't think she does a lot of, like, bubbly, like, I, I think where Sweetener came out, and right before that, too, like, Dangerous Woman wasn't a lot of, like, bubbly, like, euphoric mm -hmm. pop, and yeah. that song is, like, so, like, euphoric and bubbly, and it just makes it, puts me in a good mood. And my final one, oh, God, I want to, it's either Bad Idea or Ghostin. I think I'm going to say Ghostin. Um, so, Needy, NASA, and Ghostin. Ghostin, obviously, that's, like, it's, like, very close to my heart, and she tweeted about it, and they are like, you're going to perform it? And she was like, I don't know if I can perform yeah, on tour. because said, I don't, I don't want to, like, run off the stage. Yeah, like, she doesn't want to finish the song. And I feel so bad for her because that is such a raw, like, When song. I watched her interview with Zach saying, which you still need to watch, oh, yeah. she talks about Ghostin, and she says, he was like, well, what do you think about this record? And she said, oh, I still haven't listened to it. Oh, Jesus. She hadn't even listened to it back while it's on the album. I think it's definitely, like, top three Ari songs, period. Like, that yeah, is so real. Best. That yeah. is, like, not pop girl, like, going through something, like, oh, like, let me read That is, like, she has gone through such heavy shit the past two years. Like, that girl oh, laid it all out. Like, like, she laid it all on that track, and I love it. I, lo I love her for it, and I hope that she does do it live. But, I mean, if she doesn't, I'll be heartbroken because I don't want her to, I mean, I don't want her to have to relive that when she's yeah, like, on tour. Like That's harsh. Yeah. To, like, rehash that wound. Absolutely. And what are your top three? I think I would have to like go with the same top three needy NASA and then between bad idea and ghost the taste, the taste leaped forth the taste oh I just yeah I would have to go with those three and then like honorary mention we have to give honorary mention to imagine like if we're secluding Period. the singles singles imagine outsold singles Absolutely. imagine is top three um and then I don't know I don't know if I like thank you next or seven rings more 
I like seven rings more because it's like bougie bitch. Like, mm, like I bought seven rings for all my bitches. And like, also, thank, you. thank you next. I think everybody's like, yeah, it's like it was. It really was overplayed. It was a. Cu- it was cute. It's a cute song. Like when it came out, I was like bumping. But like yeah, now, I we it's like an automatic skip. Oh, we will be streaming. We will continue to stream. <laughs> she will get my coin. <laughs> but now, I think we have to give honorary mention to in my head too, because I didn't like in my head at first. But period, I literally, I what's that part? It's like. Never thought that you would leave. Like literally, I don't know why that like that like (laughs) her feelings. I literally like I don't know like it's like butterflies in my stomach when she like goes up like that. I don't fucking know why like in my head honorary mention like absolutely. So I think that's it for this week. I mean, we will stop talking about fucking Game of Thrones, Bodega, Ice Coffee. Like this is the gayest shit that's ever (laughs) been put on Apple Podcasts. Like there's not a gayer podcast. Ever. Like, I literally, it's kind of sick. But, you know, that is all we have for this week. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and coming back after my super long break. I'm super excited to be back with you guys and able to share some of these conversations with you. I'm so, so happy to be back. Like, this is such a creative outlet for me. And I just feel like so, like, even after recording this, I was like one of my best friends. Like, I just feel so, I don't know, like, I feel so, like, not down to earth. Like, oh, I'm, like, earthy. Like, I'm in touch with myself. But I just, I don't know. I feel so, I feel very um, at peace. I she has her peace. Be her peace. Like she I'm died. my own peace. She's she's meditating. She sighed. <laughs> no, literally. Okay, but like I I do feel at peace and like I don't know. And I can't wait to do more for you guys. And I hope that you guys listening enjoy it as much as I enjoy doing it. Um, have an amazing week. Know that I'm rooting for you and everything you're going through. You will be fine. Um, everything is going to be okay and work out. And until next time, I will see you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.